Hi, welcome to the Lunapod, where we talk all things K-pop. I'm Brooke. And I'm Raquel. And today we are going to talk all about K-pop events. We go to K-pop events all the time here in Orlando. We absolutely love them. But if you've never been to a K-pop event, let's break it down and let you know what all they can entail. So fans usually hold these at local shops and they'll have different vendors come in and sell things from their small shops. They will have themes based off of the group that you're celebrating or the member you're celebrating. And sometimes the host provides the option of tiers for attendees and that'll include the cup sleeve, photo cards, and any extra little things such as a keychain, bookmark, Some hosts provide a pinwheel when you're picking up your cup sleeve to spin for a prize. Sometimes depending on the event, those prizes on the pinwheel will be inclusions in the tiers. And sometimes they'll have Plinko boards. It's all sorts of little games that they'll have Mm -hmm. where you can win more prizes. Now the tiers are something that you pay additionally for. You can just get extra items on top of that if you buy the tiers. Or you can support the vendors. There's lots of things to buy. It's a lot of fun. And we typically get our drink first, then our cup sleeve, and then kind of wander through the vendors. And then at the end is when we decide to go to what everyone usually has, a photo spot. Those are my favorite part of events. Yes, me They're too. themed so cute, and I'm a sucker for pictures. Yeah, they'll have cardboard cutouts, standees, big posters, photos along the wall. And furniture and yeah, like sparkly furniture. things and little signs you can Banners. hold up. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's like a photo booth, essentially. Some events will also have giveaway raffles, where they'll give away all sorts of fun prizes, sometimes including albums. There's a lot of little things that you can grab from these events. And sometimes it's not always in relations to someone's birthday or a group's anniversary. It might just be held in order for fans across different fandoms to trade photo cards. Some of them can be really based on random stuff like that. There was one recently where it was a Valentine's Day themed where you literally went to make friends. So that was really cool. There's also all sorts of ones where they do movie screenings and roller skating, all sorts of events. Basically anything you can think of, there's probably someone out there doing an event in relation to it. Something fun, but make it K-pop. So more. Overall, these events really just bring K-pop fans together, and it really helps add to create that community feeling that we have, which is kind of the reason that we started this podcast in general. We realized that there is a huge K-pop following in Orlando, and because there's so many events going on and so many things in relation to K-pop happening in general, it's really created a community here. It's always fun because you kind of see familiar faces throughout different ones, whether they're vendors or just other attendees as well. Absolutely. I feel like we've become acquaintances with quite a few people just attending these events all the time. Mm K-pop events are loved by so many people and there's so many events happening all the time. I know that we are personally very curious about what goes into hosting these events because they're sometimes very extravagant they and are. very complex. And I'm sure other people out there are also curious about what goes into hosting these events. And so today we have some very special guests with us to get a closer look at how fans host K-pop events. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? I'm Amber. I am from Magic Shop Events. I am the co-owner along with Genesis. I'm Genesis. <laughs> we are we are seven events. I'm Kaya. And hi, I'm Rika, and I'm also with We Are Seven Events. And we're both the owners. So we're both owners. Awesome. And stay tuned till the end. We're going to have a very special announcement later on in this episode. So let's jump right into our questionnaire. Let's start with some basic introduction questions. So how did you guys get into K-pop? Ooh, can I start? Um, well, I got into K-pop from my sister. She's the one that introduced me to it. And then I fell in love with the everything, the music, all the artists, everything like that. I actually got into K-pop because of her. Because, well, <laughs> so 
if you don't know, we're actually a mother and daughter team. So that's awesome. Kai is my daughter, and my other one is she's the one that actually got us into K-pop as well. Um, She's been into K-pop for a while, and just always listening to it. And then we just kind of fell into it as well. Okay, so basically, I'm gonna be honest. Everybody was just talking about BTS, and I was like, Nah, you know, I'm not gonna (laughs) give in. I'm not gonna listen to that. And one day, I was a sitting on my recliner playing sims and i'm like you know what let me give him a shot and here we are my introduction was also bts i think it was uh i saw my first on the ellen show and since then i was like ooh, who are they and then it's just slowly gone into other groups too long now. right that pit you fall into it's yeah. very slippery yeah <laughs> yeah you fall yeah, hard on the bts hole yeah for sure <laughs> So who are your old groups or old biases? This is a very important question. Yeah. So I guess my, my old group is definitely BTS and my old bias is Namjoon. I do listen to other groups, but I can't say that I'm like, I stand them because I really haven't gotten really invested in them, but I do listen to other groups. So I listen to a bunch of different groups, but definitely my old is BTS and Namjoon is my advice. My old is BTS as well. My alt group and then my bias is JK. I do listen to like NCT, all of NCT, ATs, Monsex, everybody, literally everybody. So I can stand a lot of groups as well. But BTS was my first group that I came across and they were, they're my alt. Uh, I've got to say my alt group is also BTS and my bias is JK. <laughs> JK. Love the little peekaboo photo um, you've got going on there. Yeah. Glad he could join us. <laughs> I do listen to other groups. I just haven't like fully immersed myself like I did with BTS, like watching one BTS episodes and researching. Yeah. I kind of just stick to the music because my my pocket can't take it. <laughs> so I just listen to BTS. <laughs> I'm very much a very certified folk music fan, but my old group is BTS. And I'm Yumi. We've also got Yumi yeah. bias here. Yay! <laughs> so I know along with hosting events, you guys also own small shops. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Feel free to shout oh, yeah. out your shops here. So I have a mine's fairly different than maybe everyone else's. I don't sell the typical stuff. I actually sell desserts. I actually had my dessert business for about going on about ten years, and I had stopped it for a while, but decided to start back again. So the name of my dessert business called Indigo Sweets. And I make all different types of desserts, but I can also make like personalized ones with the different groups, uh, with the boys and stuff like that. So one is a little bit different than everybody else's shop. But, so yeah. cool, though. Yeah, so I cool. love that. Um, my shop is a uh, Bangtan Pin Shop. I originally first started out as only selling pins, like enamel pins, but I branched out into different options, you know, try to understand what people like and i usually like mix it up but yeah i specialize on a whole bunch of things mine is am's alley i was am's embers but i started off just making candles and i realized that the name kind of kept me just making candles for the embers mm-hmm. so i decided to change it to am's alley i create whatever comes into my head so i'll have bookmarks yeah. prints artwork pins stickers <laughs> candles everything <laughs> but mostly my biggest seller i would have to say is the candles and that's why i started it for my love of candles and her air fresheners are great oh yeah my air fresheners i have that too my shop name is just i also do just a variety like pins keychains stickers i signed up with stickers and then i slowly developed more my first sticker was it was shit's creek and then i did more and more of k-pop and i'm just like stuck on k-pop stuff i love it it's fun 
did most of you start out as just small shops or did you go into events first hosting small shop here small shop. yeah i we i started out as a small shop yeah i've actually i've been an event planner for about 10 years a while as well not into like k-pop stuff mm-hmm. but i did other like tech parties and stuff so my background is in event planning okay, as nice. well so right up your alley that's yeah. awesome yeah. oh yeah but that's fun that yeah. you can bring that background with now your new love for k-pop absolutely yeah definitely makes it a little bit easier yeah and then how long have y'all been hosting k-pop events for we have actually come up on our one year anniversary march was one year for us so it's been just that one year but it feels like we've been doing it for such a long time we're very lucky because a lot of people start off and they it's really hard to be honest with you to keep it going and we were very very fortunate to have and celebrate our one year and so we're very excited for coming years as well yeah congratulations yeah, congrats. great thank you thanks it honestly feels like a very long time yeah. 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 <laughs> we started November of last year, so we're pretty so new. Looking back, like reminiscing, we're like, we're like, oh, we've been doing this for a long time, and then we realize, like, wait, it's only been a couple of months. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> that's like kind of the time we started our podcast, and yeah. it does feel like time has flown by. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because like you're constantly working, constantly mm-hmm. planning, so it feels like it's taking forever. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's only been like a couple months. Yeah. That's crazy, right? So. I am super curious about this, and I'm sure anyone listening is also going to be curious about this. Do you make a profit when you host events, or is this mostly like a side hobby? Well, to be honest with you, I don't really want to say we make a profit. I want to say that we it is considered a hobby. When doing cup sleeves, it's really hard to fund. That's one of the main things people don't understand. A lot of people think that you just come up with an idea and you throw a cup sleeve. It doesn't work like that. There's a lot of things that go into planning a cup sleeve, and to be honest with you, I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest, I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it or anything. <laughs> it was really hard for us in the beginning because we actually did come out of our, our pocket to do it first. Our very first event was Yungi last year for his birthday, and we actually, I funded the whole thing. I didn't ask for donations. I didn't ask for vendor fees. I really didn't know how or if I was supposed to. I didn't know really how it worked. So I thought to myself, well, if I'm going to do this, I guess I got to fund it myself. So I actually came out of my pocket. I spent a lot of money to do it. And we I still do. We still do. Yeah. We yeah. still, there are times where you do have to come out of your pocket yeah. to fund these events. Mm-hmm. So I don't say that I do make a profit from it. If we do make anything, it's basically to carry over to our next event. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not going in our pocket. Yeah. It's going into the it's next event. The next one, yeah. <laughs> so we don't really make a full profit to say that it's like a paycheck or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's definitely not. You have to love doing this, I think, and love the group that you're doing it for and love the fandom because that's, I think that's my, that's our reason for it as well. Yeah, I agree with that. For us also, we came out of pocket. Like, the first event that we did was for Amber, that she hosted, but we helped out. And we came out of pocket, and then whatever we made, it was to fund the next one. At the end of the event, we come out with whatever amount. It's just sort of, like, roll over for the next and the next and the next. It's a fun hobby. It, it, it is a fun hobby. Like, like Rico was saying, like, you have to love this because it is stressful. 
because you're putting all this work and yeah. I mean, you have good times and everything with people, you meet a whole bunch of people, you connect and everything. But financially, you're not getting anything in monetary value back. Yeah. So you have to have passion for it because money-wise, you're not getting anything. It goes to a, a, a fund and then it just goes to fund the rest. I mean, hopefully in the future, yeah. like longer in the future, we can be able to be like, hey, there's something. Yeah. 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 Maybe in the future. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. We're all still we're the learning. Yeah, yeah, we're still the learning process. Exactly. Process. Yeah, even though it's been a year for us, every I think every event we've done is just a learning process too mm-hmm. on how to conduct these um, these events too. So agreed. So kind of a like follow up question: Are there sponsorships with cup sleeve events, or mm-hmm. is that like something you might look into in the future, or have you done already? So after, you know, doing many events, we did realize that we did have to, I wouldn't really say it's sponsorships. Is, so what we do is have our vendors, we do have to charge our vendors, depending on our place that we're having. Sometimes we are charged from that venue as well. So, you know, by charging our vendors to, um, to get a space to, to do their vending with us, that kind of goes towards purchases of the cup sleeves or decorations. And then we also do try to do something that's called beers, where we sell like a package thing of tickets and stickers and buttons, that type of thing. So that also helps with the funding as well to carry on the event. So those are the two things we can say that are kind of sponsored. But like sponsor, sponsor, no, 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 <laughs> no. We do ask for donations too. If people want to give, they can, mm-hmm. but it's not like people are giving us hundreds of dollars or something like that. Yeah. No, it's not. It's, you know, just basically what we make on those tiers or what we make from our vendor fees. Mm-hmm. They go towards the, the, the products and decorations and setups or whatever we need to do. That's very cool. Yeah. I think that definitely proves um, that this is such a passion for you guys. Yeah, it is. It is, definitely. It has to be, because if not, we'd be ripping our hairs out. There were times where we did want to, so... We go uh, yeah. to hosting group anonymous where we just vent <laughs> and we just... And then going about getting your vendors, do you typically just hold an open application or do you reach out to people as well? We normally host, um, like we just have like an open form. And personally, from me, on my standpoint, like I reach out on my end to vendors who I feel like need a stepping stone, like people who are just starting up because that's what we that's what we strive for because we all started somewhere. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we would like to be that host that they could be like, oh, they gave me a chance. So we reach mm-hmm. out to those vendors privately and say, hey, you know, we're here for you. This, I know this will be your first event, but if you want to come vend with us, we'll help you out every mm-hmm. step of the way. Yeah. So as far as reaching out, that would be like the reaching out that we do. But normally it's just an open form. That's really yeah, cool. Like, like as started, mm-hmm. you tend to like, know more and more of the vendors. And you come to your friends as well. So you're like, oh, hey, I'm having an event. If you want to come vend, you know, somebody send a form to them. So once you start like vending at multiple events, you start getting to know all the vendors, and it's really fun. It's like mm-hmm. a little community, create yes. like a little family. Yeah, especially I feel like in Orlando, okay. there's definitely like a group of people. So kind of specific to you guys in the We Are 7 events, we noticed that you guys do a lot of like donation uh-huh. type situation. Like one of your yeah. recent ones I noticed was for the Orange County Animal Services. So how does an event where you're hosting for donations, uh-huh. does that change? Is that different in any way than your normal events that you're hosting? 
I think it definitely does because we don't, when we decide to do any type of donations, we're just asking for donations for the particular organization. When we do those types of events, it's because we're just trying to do something a little bit different. We don't really ask for donations, like as far as monetary or anything. If they want to give monetary, they can, but everything goes towards the organization that we decide to do that day. And we just kind of find it a little bit different and I know, I mean, according to BTS, they always give back to the community. And so we go based off of that for their birth. Like, you know, when they have their birthdays, they love to donate. Yeah. So, and it also depends on the types of events that we do. Like, Mm -hmm. if we were to do a cup sleeve, we would probably do something different Mm -hmm. other than donations. But, like, for instance, Yungi's one that we did, the Setsuta, it was just like a sit down, you know, we just thought of something like, you know, let's just, let's try to raise money for this organization because he does a lot of donating with uh, anything. And he loves animals. Yeah. So (laughs) we thought it was, it all depends on him. We thought it was was just fitting for him because he loves his his cats and dogs. (laughs) We just thought it was cute. It just went with just something to tie into the whole thing. Yeah. So just change it up a little bit. That's what we wanted to do. And then whenever you're choosing a location to hold your events, how do you go about doing that? So it all depends on me. Well, Amber was the one that did like our location scouting. So she found like the burger place and then right next door was the oxygen place. And they're like, if you guys want to come over, your place as well. But it's really just going out and asking people and introducing because not a lot of shops know K-pop events or like cup sleeve events. So you have to like explain it and be like, hey, and then kind of like tell them what you offer. So it also gets them to know that for us to host the event there, it's also going to like include sales and it's going to promote their job as well because people will come to our events and then also make purchases there and sales for them as well. And we were going to ask you about the axe yeah. throwing, so it's really cool how you kind of fill into that place yeah. as well. Yeah, they could, I could, that one just came my luck. Like, <laughs> My first personal event I did at Build My Burgers, and it was great. It was just rather small. So then when the owner of Build My Burgers said, hey, the owner of um, the Rockstar Axe Place wants to speak with you, I went over there and I checked it out. I'm like, this is perfect because it's bigger. We can accommodate more vendors. And it also gives something for the guests to do when they're not shopping. So it's not just shop, shop, shop. It's let's have some fun and you guys can stick around and not just leave right after. So it kind of gave them an option to stick around and hang out and, I mean, throw an axe. I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> and that's sad because I have yet thrown one. Oh. I'm too scared. Um, it's fun. Yeah. It's but fun. I love, I love it. it. You guys are doing your thing. <laughs> I'm going to stay back here. And what initially drew you to decide for the burger place, like for your first one? Was it just like a location you're familiar with? The real story, <laughs> there was actually a location I had prior to that. I promoted them. I want to say it was not even a month before the event. They completely canceled on me and they basically gave me a runaround, which then I found out that they had sold their place and it was new ownership. So I was frantic looking for places and I was reaching out every day, night and day. And then I came across their Instagram. I reached out to them and the next day I met them and they were really nice. And the, the event was great. It was packed. The only problem I had was it was a little small, mm-hmm. but it was an amazing event. Like for my first event, I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. That's really cool. I'm great. glad yeah. they were able to pull through for you. Yeah. <laughs> they were really nice. I'm like, listen, this event's <laughs> going to happen this month. So yes or no? <laughs> 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 no. 
So when you're doing it at a drink shop, do you have any say in like the themed drinks or does the shop take ownership mm-hmm. of that? For our previous ones that we've done at Boba Shops, yes. Actually, we were lucky to work with some very amazing Boba Shops and they've been, been very, very kind. We just kind of tell them like what we're looking for, like if we have a specific color or something like that. And then they would, they would, they pretty much came up with the all drink. Yeah. So we kind of told them like maybe a certain flavor. Like if we knew one of the boys liked strawberry, mm-hmm. like can you make something up with strawberry yeah, for us? Anything yeah. that. And they, they, they also sometimes mm-hmm. ask us. They're like, is it okay? If we do this, do that. Mm-hmm. They're very creative with their yeah. drink styles. But then we had some places that already had set drink styles. So we kind of just picked from that. We just changed the names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we do come up with the names of the drinks. So they let us do that. But they pretty much come up with the drinks and then we yeah. choose the names for them. So it's real fun. Yeah, that's cool. How collaborative. Yeah. I believe um, we haven't had one at a, a drink place yet, right? This will be our first one, the Montex. Montex will be our first one. Mm-hmm. And same thing, yeah. they were just very accommodating and what they want. And I think we picked two different flavors that are kind of fitting theme and color. And then we just changed the names. And they were very, very nice and willing. So okay. in regards to like the decorations, are they provided by you? Is this something that you rent? Like specifically furniture or props? Or like, or... Yeah, like any other props or like cutouts, standees. Uh-huh. Yeah. So our previous events that we've had, we buy all the decorations for it. We kind of try to incorporate whatever the shop has, like if they have chairs or anything, we try to incorporate it into the decorations. But some props we do have to buy, you know, like the, you know, the little decorations and then the cardboard cutouts we have to come out of pocket for all of those but yeah like most i don't think we've done any furniture that we know yeah but we've never rented out anything we try to just kind of use the space that we have and incorporate Mm -hmm. the chairs and tables and everything yeah we've been lucky in those shops that we've gone to they kind of have little chairs and things like that i because of my event business previously i've had i have stuff as well so I have like backdrops and things like that. So those have come in handy. But yeah, we do also purchase other things that go with the theme of the event. Yeah, same for us. Everything is purchased out of from like the funds are out of pocket. And uh-huh. for us, we don't have furniture in our like shops because at the actual place that's mainly where we've done our events at. Uh, this one time I had to bring a bench to my house. <laughs> <laughs> Like furniture to use for like our props, but everything else is just either bought, made, or just like what we have here. Yeah, we tend to try to make as much decorations as we can. Because thankfully, like me and Genesis, we make things. She has a cricket. I don't have a cricket. But we try to make as many decorations as we can by hand to, you know, that we like that uniqueness and not just a store bought type of thing. So we like that. I remember the, our first uh, event together was the Christmas one. and. You had to bring your Christmas tree. You bought your Christmas tree, and I stole my grandma's ornaments. And I was like, Grandma, I need this. And I'm grabbing her ornaments. And she goes, where are you going? I'm like, don't worry. I'll bring it back tomorrow. <laughs> and a lot of these items that you go out and buy, do you kind of just keep them stashed away to use again? Or do you ever kind of give them out at the end of the day? Yeah. Yeah. We try to sometimes give them out if we can, like posters or like mm-hmm. yeah, we give them sometimes the cardboard cutouts. Yeah, what we'll do is like sometimes we'll ask you like um, we'll do like the drawings for them. So that's kind of like a donation thing. So we'll do uh, we'll 
ask people to buy the ticket at the end where we give away the posters. So, you know, those funds take were like, you know, it's a donation, you buy a dollar, a dollar ticket type of thing. And then we'll, we'll do a drawing and if we pick your number, you get the poster, you get the cardboard cutout or, you know, something like that. Just because we don't want to stack it up in the house, even though we still have yeah. a lot of stuff. Too, but yeah, yeah. we keep the majority of it. Yeah. And then typically, on average, how much time goes into preparing these events? How many like months in advance do you plan these? And- <laughs> Yikes. That's a loaded one. <laughs> <laughs> typically, I would want to say, normally start planning, well, me and Genesis, we have our stuff planned out months in advance. And then to actually plan out an event like detail by detail, I would say two months, roughly, we take weekly how much time we spend. I spend all, like, every moment I can, because I, I do all, like, the digital artwork, so that takes me a very long time, and Genesis is the one that produces it, so, like, I draw everything out, I'm like, all right, can we do this, and then she's the one that actually makes it and makes it come to life, so we have that yin and yang kind of thing going on. Every moment I can, I'm drawing something new, and so my life is consumed, yeah. It's about the same for us, too. We definitely have ideas. Before. We have ideas ahead of time. It usually takes about a month or two for us as well. Mm-hmm. I try not to plan too much ahead, but I found myself doing it, I guess, after the year experience that I've had, <laughs> I realized that I could, you know, actually plan a little bit longer than uh, the month or two. So I do have ideas going forward towards the end of the year already mm-hmm. that we want to do. So Yeah, yeah and another cool thing that uh, we do is that since, you know, we are seven and Magic Shop are really close, we contact each other and we're like, hey, yeah. we're having an event this day. Can we yeah. use this day or are you guys using it? So we kind of yeah. coordinate that way. We're yeah. not stepping on yeah. each other's toes because I feel yeah. like that's that's important. And so yeah. that also takes into account of how long we need to take the plan because yeah. we don't want to, like, yeah. do an event the same day they do one. And so, yeah. Like so we always, yeah, we always, we're always in touch every, every day. Mm-hmm. 10 times a day sometimes, but we want to make sure that they can do theirs and we can do ours. And it's, you know, we have time for, we want to be there for each other as well because we're always there to support each other as well. So that's really awesome that you can friendship in a competitive type business. Like that's Mm -hmm. really, really cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I can like, because I know like sometimes we're like, oh, we need to do a better event than like in the month of uh, October, everyone's trying to do a different event. So we're thinking, oh, I need to do my gym better than we were seven. So I think we're just like, oh, I have this idea if you want to do it, or you have this idea, and we kind of just, like, talk to each other, and also, like, just making sure, I don't know, we're just like, do you need help with something? I got you. We're very friendly with each other. Yeah, we also, like, talk about each other's themes, like, uh, for JK, for example, we have two separate themes that we want to do, and so we yeah. kind of just come together, like, okay, this is the theme that we want, what are you guys doing? And then they would say, mm-hmm. like, perfect. The complete opposites, we don't step foot into those toes, but we're here yeah. for you. Like, we'll help you and you help us. And we're mm-hmm. together. I mean, Magic Shop is Magic Shop and we are seven to our seven, but together we help each other. Yeah. That's awesome. I feel like you need that. And I feel I'm like sorry. that's what BTS would want, you know? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. That's true. That is mm-hmm. so cool. I Definitely from what we've all just talked about, I can tell there is so much that goes into these events and how much it means to you guys. And so yeah. let's talk a little bit more about some personal mm-hmm. questions about these events and hosting. So is there yeah. any long-term goals that you have in regards to hosting events? I think long-term, we want to make this 
like a well-known business for armies and we want to we want to travel and give people an opportunity to experience mm-hmm. something that they probably never experienced yeah so definitely long term we would we yeah. want to make this into like the traveling a traveling cup swing yeah that's event, really cool. yeah like when we so we just came back from seeing Yungi in chicago and we met so many amazing army people. It was it was amazing. Like that's one of the best things about going to concert as well. But a lot of um, a lot of the people they were when we told them we're from Orlando, they were like, "Oh my gosh, I hear you guys have like the best events there, and I always want to go." And you know, we don't have events in our where we yeah. live. Some of them don't even know what they don't even know. We had to explain what a cup sleep was to a yeah. lot of them, and. We were like, oh my god! Like we were so excited to explain it to yeah. them that they were like, please, if you guys can come to you know where we are and stuff. So, so that kind of gave us like also the motivation to kind of because this is something we've actually wanted to do as far as like traveling around, expanding. We are seven in that sense of like doing capsules in different cities and things like that. So. Just kind of gave us a little motivation, you know. Me and her both talked about it. it's like, you know, amazing, like just to go to a different state and do one and see how it works and yeah. things like that. So that's our goal, pretty much, to expand it out. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. I feel like, well, I don't think me and Genesis have talked about like we're so on the now. Yeah. Like, too much. I mean, I personally, I would love to have a location to where. We can have an event all the time, and then that mm-hmm. location could be ours, and we don't have to rent out a location yeah. for it. And it'll be big enough and good enough to where we could decorate immensely, mm-hmm. and it'll be the prime location for Magic Shop. I feel like that would be kind of cool. So they're traveling. We're stationary. <laughs> Best of both worlds. Yes. Adam, Montana. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And I know we kind of touched a little bit on this earlier with some stories, but what would you say is like the hardest part about hosting these events or like things that didn't go as planned? I think from our experience for the past year, um, there were some events that we put our heart and soul into. I'll use this phrase, blood, sweat, and tears, because (laughs) I felt like it was like that. And it's like you work so hard on events, you know, and to have the acceptance of people not coming to your event. Yeah. Um, that's my main thing that actually keeps me up at night, to be honest with you, because when you work so hard and you, you've planned and you come up with a theme and you're like, my mind goes a hundred miles an hour when I'm coming up with these themes. And it's like, really, if you don't do something that your guests really like, you just have to Mm-hmm. come up with different ideas and yeah. something totally different because I just feel like some people just get um kind of bored with yeah the same things same things and stuff. Yeah. So the audience is really yeah. what takes a toll on our <laughs> Yeah, we want to make sure that we're yeah. we're we're making everybody happy. And I understand yeah. that you can't make everyone happy, but it's just that we also want the crowd, we want everyone to come out and have a good time and, you know, see our vendors and purchase things from our vendors because it's not only, like, we want everybody to come together. We want our vendors there. We want people to see what they do. We have amazing vendors that make we're amazing products. So we want, yeah. we if, you know, we would want a lot of people to come. Yeah, we want to promote our vendors. We want everyone else to feel like that too. Yeah, promoting our vendors yeah, is uh, one of our main goals as well. So we love when we see so many people come out 
see our vendors and see what they they offer and things like that and then when you do the event as well we don't want 10 people showing up (laughs) we want we want to make sure that we have a really good event with a lot of people coming and just having a great time too so yeah i would have to say the hardest part is the guest expectancy we do work so hard in magic shop genesis is normally the positive (laughs) one i'm normally the one that's texting her like we're not getting anybody. <laughs> I'm super chill. I'm the panicky one. Especially, like, I'm a procrastinator, so I'll leave things, like, until last minute, and I'll be like, we have yeah. time. The event isn't until, like, three more days. So, that, that's me. <laughs> me. Yeah. He's a procrastinator, and I'm the one, like, if you tell me we gotta make stickers, I'm making the stickers right now. I'm, ma- I'm making them, I'm yeah. printing them, I'm cutting them. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm gonna do it the night of or the morning of. You can. That, that's me. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> but it keeps, yeah, it's it's good. You got that balance. Yeah, I think that's why it works. Yeah. <laughs> I live an hour and a half away from like where all our events are, and there's yeah. multiple where I leave stuff behind. So like for last movie event, I forgot yeah, the last that was supposed to be part of the cheer. Oh so no! Thankfully, I quickly texted a different friend. I'll be like, "Hey, can you stop with the <laughs> We kind of just like roll with the punches and just. And usually, if something we forget, something we kind of just like make up in the spot and fill whatever. Yeah. All the people also. Yeah. Um, really, really nice people, and they're both been pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, that, I would have to say that's the hardest part. It's like you work so hard to put an event together, and people, when they see an event, they just see a post and like, "Oh, great, it's gonna happen." But they don't yeah. know that happens behind the scenes and they are worrying and, they, and you also have life to balance and everything like that in your health. It, it's a lot of work uh-huh. for sure. Yeah. On kind of like the flip side, what events have you been most proud of? Like are the ones that exceeded your expectations or just extremely memorable? <laughs> we just did this green day in the park. I uh-huh. that it wasn't a regular cup sleeve. We were just bringing people along to color, which was a wonderful. Yeah, it was so nice. Everyone loved it. Everyone around was just like, guys, we did it. So I feel like that was just that's my favorite one that we've done. I would have to say yes as well. Like, when we finished the event, we got an amazing response on Instagram. Like, messages like, this is great. Do this again. It's not just a, like, a place where we can go and shop. It's a place where we can hang out together. And we didn't think we were going to get that type of event. We just did it to just get out of the norm. But it turned out to be amazing. It was great. I really enjoyed that event. Yeah, it was fun. I think I have a couple of them. This was the first one. (laughs) My first one, well, I thought it was just kind of different. And for June, for Namjoon's birthday, we went to a museum. And we kind of did Namjooning. So, and it was really, it was very personable. Um, Only, I'm, of course, he's my bias, but, like, I feel like it was such a, it was very, like, it's very personal because we actually had the whole art gallery to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it was really like, yeah, it was a very smart art gallery. And the day that we chose, it didn't have anyone there. Yeah. So kind of, it belonged to us. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice that we were able to film like a really cute video, all the people who attended. And we all hung out, like there's a 150-year-old tree. So we got to hang out under the tree and talk and connect with armies. And, you know, we, we met a lot of new people and it was like really nice. And they enjoyed the event. 
So that's one of mine. And I think I like the, the gin event. The I think our gin event would be our second one. Yeah. It was when we went for Jen's birthday to Alpaca Farm. And, <laughs> that's so fun. Um, it was really cute. Yeah. It was, um, so it was adorable. You know, it was very like, um, it had like new babies. Babies. So, got home, yeah. babies and, yeah, it was very therapeutic, yeah. you can say, because they were kind of stressed calm. out. So <laughs> everyone like was very yeah. chilled out, yeah. just enjoying it, hanging out with our practice. It was really nice. And then I think my other one I would say would probably be our last one, which was for Hobie. I love the theme. I put a lot of thought into that theme, and I I, that theme was great. Great. They just absolutely loved it, and everything just went very smoothly for that one. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why uh, we had no hiccups or anything, and it just was. I actually said to myself, I said, "Wow, this is how events are supposed to go." <laughs> it went so smoothly, no, no problems at all. So I think those are my most memorable ones. I love how all of those kind of are more relaxing and therapeutic. It's very different from your normal cup sleeve event. It's just, it's like the perfect way for ARMY and just K-pop community to come and relax together. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's why we do them is because, like we said, everybody loves doing cup sleeves. We love them too, but we feel like we just want to step out the box a little bit and be a little different and i think it helps also armies and people to just be a little bit sociable we have the tendency to everyone is you know cooped up inside sometimes and it just brings everybody together and we bond and we have friendships that are formed and we just laugh and we have just a great time together and that's mostly why we like doing social ones because we can actually sit and talk with each other and that's how we get to know each other. The friendships are established with that too. So. Yeah, for sure. Because like in Cupsleeve, for example, us as hosts, mm-hmm. we are normally just behind a host table and we only have like a couple minutes to socialize to say yeah. hey to the vendors and everything. So at these events, people can actually be like, oh, wow, I, I can get to know the host, you know, and we're not just robots, you know, we're actually, we actually want to enjoy and we get to meet people and we're like, hey, I've seen you at a lot of our events and sorry, I haven't been able to talk because for example, no. for me, in my opinion, like when I go to events, I'm like focused on, okay, we got to get this done, this done. Uh, that's not working. We got to fix that. And yeah. then I forget to have fun and socialize and I don't want to be seen like a robot. So we have these events where like, you know, we're actual people, guys. Yeah, we're cool. Well, that's why we were so excited for this interview because seeing that behind the scenes stuff, people don't realize, you know, so it's really cool to get the insight for that. Talking about now, we know you guys have a huge upcoming event going on. Please tell us about it. It's going to be located inside the Oviedo Mall by the West Entrance. It is a huge location, over 2,000 square feet. This event is unlike any other event whatsoever. We're going to have an, a, a vending portion. We're going to have a performance portion. And then we're going to have a gala where people can actually dress up. Somebody's coming in their wedding gown. They already messaged me. I'm like, go for it. That's fine. I'm all for it. So people in the mall are probably going to be looking inside and be like, who the heck are these people? Yeah. Dancing with their standees. And I'm like, that's me right there. Dancing with Jason. This definitely gives opportunity for people to dress up. And I noticed in this community, people like themes and they like to dress up. So this is an opportunity to go to prom with your, with JK or 
with Yoongi or Namjoon, you know, Miss Reka. Um, <laughs> but this is an event where I, we can't really say much that's going to be inside. It's going to be a surprise. But what, what I can say is that as a guest, when you come in, the doors are going to be open for you. You're going to walk in. You're going to be walking down a nice aisle. There's going to be something really big right in front of you. might make you tear up. There's going to be photo op opportunities, Polaroid pictures being taken, and then a huge dance floor, light shows, other stuff. <laughs> Food and drinks going to be sold. Yeah. I can't really say the other stuff. So definitely one for the books. It's, yeah. it's an experience you don't want to miss. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, when we came up with the, this idea, we thought of ARMY just celebrating. It is a big deal. It's 10-year anniversary for the boys. And there's no other way to celebrate them and what they've done and what they do for us and everything like that, except to have a big party. Mm-hmm. And we thought, why not we incorporate the whole prom thing? Because a lot of people have never gone to prom. So, such a fun interview. I feel like we got so much insight into how hosting events work. We did, and a lot of it was shocking. Yeah, that was literally such a cool event. They are so sweet, so amazing. And I love to see how supportive they were of each other, like constantly checking in with each other about their events and making sure they're not stepping on each other's toes, but also, like we mentioned, how they were technically can be seen as competitors, but they choose to not see it that way. They're friends and they support each other. And I love how they do that with vendors too. Like they're supporting the vendors. They want them to get recognition. 
it's just such a community that they've made. They all support mm-hmm. each other. It's amazing to see. I was also shocked that Orlando is so big on events. I know. We had talked about this before where we're like, oh my gosh, like Orlando has so many events. We're like one of the best. And like half of it's joking. Right. But also like I felt that deep in my bones. And then Reika talked about at the Yungi concert in Chicago, people are like, oh, you're from Orlando. Like we've heard about your events. And I'm like, that is crazy that people know that Orlando is that big in k-pop it's literally the coolest thing ever (laughs) we hope you guys enjoyed hearing about what goes on behind hosting k-pop events as much as we enjoyed it this was such a fun interview and both reka and kaya from we are seven events and amber and genesis from magic shop events we absolutely adore you guys thank you so so much for doing this interview with us and we cannot wait to both attend your events in the future and see what you guys come up with next And just once again, for their big event coming up in June is the Anthology of BTS. You can find it on both of their Instagram accounts. It's happening June 17th from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m., having vendors, performances, and ending the night with a gala. So much fun. I'm so excited about this. I'm so excited, too. I can't wait to go dress shopping. Me, too. Now, as always, you can find us on any social media, including Twitter and TikTok at The Lunapod, or you can head over to Instagram where we post a majority of our content at The Lunapodcast. We also have a YouTube and a Twitch. Basically, any social media that you can find, you can find us there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye.